Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jags and Saints. It's like how we talk about players being just a guy. This is just a game, a jag in a different way. (laughs) Uh, The big question really is about Trevor Lawrence and his status in terms of elite quarterbacks in the NFL I think he is elite. Perloff says no, but Perloff, even deeper than that, because Lawrence is dealing with a knee injury right now, and it's questionable whether he's even going to play tonight, it takes a little wind out of the sails of the game because he's obviously the most interesting person on the field. Definitely, although Jacksonville has been winning with running and defense, which is totally unexpected. I had no idea this defense was going to be so good this year. So they can definitely grind one out. The problem is New Orleans has a good defense. I love that jag, just the game. I'm going to be watching it. It's going to be second quarter, and it's going to be seven to three. I'm like, oh, this is such a jag. <laughs> I think that might catch on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll trademark it like Dion does. But actually, when you think about it, the fact that Trevor Lawrence really hasn't been putting up big numbers and they've been winning, especially of late, that's probably a good sign. Like, oh, maybe this team is a little more well, well-rounded than we thought. I thought with the Jags, You look at the rest of the AFC South, and there's a reason why we don't talk about that division a lot. Now, there are some fun things about it. C.J. Stroud is playing well. Unfortunately, Anthony Richardson has to have season-ending shoulder surgery. The Titans are at a crossroads right now. looks like Derrick Henry's on the trade block. They're better off just tanking for a high pick and start over at quarterback, in my opinion. But we don't talk a lot about this division because it seems like the Jags would be head and shoulders above everyone else as the playoff team from a year ago. Now, the situation with the offense, it is very different so far this year. And I think it's a slow burn for Jacksonville where they're trying some things out and trying to win in different ways because they realize they've got some leeway, a little breathing room in this division because they're the best team in the division. I'm not sure the NFL works like that, uh, where they kind of hold plays back because would they have tried – all out against Kansas City in sort of a defining game? I guess I'm saying, like, well, no defining game happens in week two of your season, I don't think. But the other thing is, I think it's trying to find uh, your identity and who you're going to be and what you're going to be about sometimes takes a little bit of time. Yeah, unfortunately for them, if their quarterback can't run, then this is just a completely different team. You you have to wonder, a knee sprain, like, a quarterback injury is knee. It's one thing if Patrick Mahomes can limp around and, and win games, but... This is definitely not great. And I'm curious if we do see him tonight, what's it going to look like? I feel like we could see him tonight. He's going to look worse than we expected. And we're all going to downgrade the Jags because of that. Might not be fair, but that's a reality. This is a league of attrition. Like, health is everything. Can we play cut three, please, Pete? This is Trevor Lawrence not thrilled about the idea of sitting tonight. 
Definitely a um, position I don't want to be in. You know, I haven't missed a game in my career. You know, obviously I'm only in my third year, but um, I take a lot of pride in that and being available and being there and being able to play and um, compete every week. I think that's something that I I take a lot of pride in. There you go. <laughs> that uh, was very sunshine. That was the embodying sunshine right there with that uh, from Remember the Titans, obviously. Can we update the poll question? Is Trevor Lawrence an elite quarterback? We haven't had the uh, are they elite conversation in far too long. Well, since Eli's retired and Joe Flacco is sort of floating around, <laughs> Where is who Joe are we going to argue about the eliteness of? Yeah, well, you can't spell Eli without elite and Joe Flacco elite. I mean, we're talking, that's 10 years ago now. We need somebody else to take the mantle of yeah, the are they elite. But those actually were old guys that were debating elite. This is a young guy. Anyway, what what's the result? All right, so 38.9% said, yeah, for show, Trevor Lawrence is elite. And 61.1% says, nah, he's just a dude. So, wow. Jed, just a dude. <laughs> just a dude. We have just wow. a game and just a dude now. I don't think just a dude sounds is not the opposite of elite. You could be very good. You could be a, a Pro Bowl quarterback and not elite, right? Like how many are elite? I think top five. And I think Trevor Lawrence is a top five I think you might, okay, you might only have three elite. You might have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. But Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence's numbers are very similar through this year, through where Trevor Lawrence is in his career to where Josh Allen was at that point in his career. Yeah, but where they are now, I'm saying who's the elite quarterback now? I feel like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I guess you could say Tua because of his numbers, but doesn't it feel like those guys are elite? As they're defining elite, like really could just put the team on their shoulders. That's what I define as elite. Yeah. So the other guys are a bit systemy, and Trevor Lawrence is a bit developing. Why are his numbers down this year if they're so if he's so elite? I think that it's because they're running the ball. I think they're just finding themselves in, and the defense is very good. And you know, on third down, he's awesome like he's finding Calvin Ridley I I think that he has shown that he's a great quarterback and I think he showed you last year even though he threw a couple picks that got them in the hole against the Chargers to be able to come back in that game that's that's something that an elite quarterback does you know that was so impressive to me and to keep it a one score game against the Chiefs the next week in Arrowhead which is one of the toughest places to play I was impressed by that all of this adds up to Trevor Lawrence is elite. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Play a little game because now you got a lot of teams, Perloff, who are 3-3, three and three, right? Sitting at 500. But will they make the playoffs is the big question because start off 3-3, three and three, your season can kind of go anyway. So Carlos is going to give us a team. We'll tell you whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. All right, so we'll actually start with tonight's game since they're uh, one of the teams that's going to be playing it. The New Orleans Saints sitting in the NFC South at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. Can I go first on this one? You sure can. Pencil them into the playoffs, and this is purely a function of look around that division. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is like the AFC South of the NFC. Tell, it's not going to be Atlanta. This is not happening. It's definitely not going to be Tampa Bay, and Carolina might not win a game. Oh, my gosh. They're being gifted this division because of their defense. Okay. I am also going to say yes in the playoffs. We're going to agree on this one. Not just the defense, because Tampa has a good defense, too. Falcons defense is terrible. But this is this is the best one of the bunch, in my opinion. And also, 
if Derek Carr does go down, you don't think Jameis Winston can get this team to the playoffs? A little Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill oh, yeah. combo? Honestly, I can't wait to see Taysom Hill tonight. Taysom Hill's probably the best quarterback on that team right now. Jameis looked bad when he came in the That's last true. time. I don't know what's going on there. I think it's the defense. Honestly, like we think of the Saints and Drew Brees. It's Cam Jordan in the defense. But it's really more, to be totally honest, I don't think they're a good team. I think it's a function of this this division. It's really down. Atlanta, who's the best shot? If we had to pick a second one, is it? That's I don't not know. the game. The yeah, game I feel is like, three, three and three teams, and are they making the playoffs? I just feel like if they can hold off Atlanta, the Saints are, are definitely making the playoffs. That's the only threat. Who's the next team? All right, well, fresh off of beating your E-Glaze, E-L-G-L-E-S, <laughs> if you know, you know, yep. we got the New York Jets sitting there at 3-3. Three and three. Make the playoffs, yay or nay? I'll take this one. That's going to be a big-time no. And everybody, listen, Jets are a good team. Uh, let me walk that back. Jets are a really good defense. And if we think that defenses can lead the way here like they can with the Saints, the problem is the AFC East is much better than the NFC South. So at some point, your quarterback's going to have to win you a game, and I don't think that's going to happen. And furthermore, Proloff, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. They're floating this out there and kind of keeping and dangling this carrot. Call me a hater. Use this as the bulletin board material for Rodgers. I'm sorry. I don't see him coming back this year. Uh, Yeah, I I don't even think this team belongs on there. I mean, they're three on three. These are the three narrowest wins. I know they... They did beat Denver, I think, by 10 points, but that was because of the fumble six by Russell Wilson at the end of the game. I mean, come on. Super lucky to beat the Bills. I don't know how they beat the Eagles. They were losing the entire game, and basically Jalen Hurts threw one against the grain that was picked. They shouldn't really be 3-3. Three and three. I'm a, also a bit of a Jets fan. I love Joe Douglas, their GM, but this is, this is going to be really hard to do. I say a definite no. Carlos, who's next, dude? All right, so let's stay in the AFC, but let's go south. The surprisingly 3-3 three and three Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. Is that just a random drop? I love it. Man, teams. if I wasn't so staunchly on the Jacksonville Jags bandwagon, I want to say yes so bad to this one. I'm very impressed by what's going on in Houston so far, not just with C.J. Stroud, but with the defense as well, and D'Amico Ryan and... This schedule, though, this is not easy. So they're on their bye this week, and they come out with Carolina. So there you go. But then Tampa at Cincinnati, Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver. I mean, you got a little mixed bag here. Is it totally impossible? I'm going to say no just because I think the Jags are going to win this division, and that's the only team in the division making the playoffs. Yeah, although there is a chance because the AFC North beats itself up. The AFC East now really only has two teams because they have the Bills. So there's a chance a second one sneaks in here because they have that last place schedule. Uh, I kind of take in the same tone you are. It's a no. Impressed with them. They could, 9 and 8 might get you into the AFC because of the parity in the AFC. I'm still going no, but this last place schedule really helps. Carolina, if they're 4-3, and if they beat Carolina as we expect them to, even though it's in Carolina, Bryce Young's playing a little better. Um... Yeah, that'll be a great story this year. Talk about the pressure on that game, by the way. It's not till October 29th. It's in two weeks. But man, (laughs) you're the Panthers. This is the time to pull out a win. Yeah. Bryce Young one, CJ Stroud two. As a Giants fan, I am rooting on the Panthers so hard. (laughs) Yeah, just loss after loss. Yeah. Well, let's uh, pardon all the puns here, but rolling the dice with this team right here, playing in the desert. Our very own Stu's favorite team. Las yeah. Vegas Raiders. I don't know how anybody loses to the Raiders. 
Now, the one thing about the Raiders is just like poorly coached. The talent is like they've got some extremely talented pieces, but there's no depth. You hear Devontae Adams now pearl off. I predicted that he was going to ask for a trade the Monday night game against the Packers. That was not true, but you're hearing some whispers now. Hey, this is not what I'm this isn't what I came here for. I want to win. Blah blah blah. Their schedule's super easy, but I do not see the Raiders as a playoff team. There's no way their quarterback situation is gonna hold up. And Josh McDaniels, I wouldn't trust to like game plan my kids' lunch, let alone game plan in the NFL. <laughs> I got the Raiders to eight wins without having any upsets. Tell me who they, they are going to be on this list. Chicago this week uh, gets Tyson Badgett, most likely. Then you got both New York teams. The Jets game's a toss-up. They're going to, you know, they're both in Vegas. They get both New York teams on the road. That's three. They get Minnesota in Vegas. That's four. Then they get, at the end of the season, the Colts with Gardner Minshew and Denver. Ooh, that's at nine wins, Maggie. I'm going to say Yes. The 9-8 and eight Raiders tied with the Houston Texans. I'm going to go into my crystal ball here for the conference record. The Raiders have a better conference record. Wow. <laughs> I, always, I love those segments. <laughs> I think the Raiders pull off a miracle. They better win this weekend against Badgett. But I think the Raiders pull off a miracle, shock everybody like they did a couple years ago when they beat the Chargers in Week 17. I say the Raiders make the playoffs. Or they go 4-12. and 12. No, no, no. I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders. To shock everybody here, I don't know who their quarterback is. I don't know <laughs> what the, if their coach comes back next year. I don't know what their owner's all about. They have such an easy schedule. They're going to trip into the playoffs. Wasn't that the game where the Raiders and the Chargers, they would have just tied. They both would have got into the yes. playoffs. And it looked like there was kind of an sort of unspoken agreement between the two head coaches until Brandon Staley called a timeout. And Rich Passaccia was like, well, now I've got to. Pick yeah. a field goal and beat you. Analytics. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen a trip to the emergency room in the NFL with less description or fanfare than Jimmy G? Jimmy G goes to the ER with a, a bad back in the middle of a football game? Well, like you... That's like my dad <laughs> watching a football game and complaining about his back. <laughs> Usually if you're going to the hospital with a bad back, you're on a stretcher. Right, but... Tra- t- tied to a board. And he's not that quiet. Like, he might even start playing again soon. That's what's so bizarre about this situation. Just an odd team. I do love Max Crosby. Yes, uh, we all do. You watch him, and he just, like like you said, they're great players on a team. And Devontae Adams is now complaining to get the ball more. They could trip into some wins here. It's bizarre. Here's what's funny. I love that the Raiders could actually start this as their injury report is just like Jimmy Garoppolo. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they can use the tagline for the city Are you saying, oh, oh, to okay. circumvent the injury report. It's like, why is he oh. in the hospital with a back injury? It's like, ah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So you're implying that that, that wasn't a football related <laughs> I'm injury? Just I'm just saying. Because I can picture Jimmy G uh, like Fredo in a hotel room in Vegas <laughs> with multiple friends here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's well, a deep, that was a deep cut. Well, you're the one who's just, you just, God you were implying that Jimmy G no, I was, heard his back in lovemaking. Isn't that what you were saying? I was just, I, I was just thought it was funny. Uh, right. Just slap on some icy hot. He'll be fine. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's drive up to the AFC North where teammates like to dress each other. The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, are you kidding me? Yeah, they're losing the Super Bowl to my Eagles. Let's go. Yeah. Bet against Joe Burrow at your own risk. He is looking so good, at least mobility-wise. Playing-wise, yeah, it's not quite there yet. Luana Marumo just love the defense in a clutch spot. I got the Bengals in. Yeah. 
I know you bet against the Bengals. It's an F around and find out situation, but I am betting against the Bengals. I'm ba- I'm breaking one of our show commandments. I do not think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs. This uh, They're going into their bye week this week, but the idea that they turn the corner because the defense was good against the Seattle Seahawks, which is what I read a lot coming out of Cincinnati this week, I don't think that's true. I think that Geno, the defense was good, yes, but I thought Geno Smith ended up playing very poorly in the red zone in that game and kind of gifted him one. They come out of the bye at San Francisco, Perloff. Who plays San Francisco and, like, lives to tell about it? That's going to be a physical game for Joe Burrow. Then Buffalo, Houston at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. They're later in the season at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City, and then at Cleveland. excuse me, against Cleveland to finish up the year. I mean, the schedule's unforgiving. And with Joe Burrow, yeah, he looks good now. But can you assure me the calf injury isn't going to pop up again? I mean, he's got a bye week. T. Higgins is going to come back. Yeah, that's a tough schedule. That doesn't make me feel great. I'm not going to lie. But if they can't beat the Browns once in this season and they can't beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team, then we're not talking about anything here. Now, listen. San Francisco is great. I'm telling you, Joe Burrow gets up for games like that. They'll they'll beat some of these good teams, even if they aren't great overall. What do you think is the spread right now? Cleveland, Cincinnati, part of me, at San Francisco. Mm, I would say San Francisco minus five. Six. Almost a touchdown. I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it this year for the Bengals. And the defense is good, but I'm worried about Burrow. He doesn't look like himself. Still got a long way to go. Is there any team that would be a less of a spread at San Francisco? I mean, I think bring any team into San Francisco, and you're talking multiple points. I mean, who? Maybe Kansas, Kansas City. City. I don't it would even, be six. It would be six, but they'd at least be three. Well, three is not six. And three's, also Kansas three is basically home field advantage. Sixes were beating you. Yeah, and that, that's Kansas City. That's the defending champion. I'm just saying, like, there's there aren't many teams that are going in there with many. The Eagles will probably be five or six. Underdogs. I, I think San Francisco is a tough, tough assignment, but that's two weeks away. Two weeks away. Bengals are on their bye. This are, the, are the Niners on a bye too? Uh, are the Niners on a bye this week? I didn't think so. The Niners. What's oh, today? They play. Uh, no, they play Monday night at Minnesota. Oh, right, right. At Minnesota. A, a, yeah, that's why we haven't focused on that. A Kirk Cousins primetime game. Yippee. Well, at least the so okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Bengals get the Niners on a short week coming off that brutal matchup against the Vikings. Yeah, I'm sure. 855, it's going to be tough for them. 855-212, by 10 points. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, a lot more to do, including, again, this was something that came across our desk that we all did a double take. Some of us even did a spit take. We'll get that in just a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're back here on the Maggie and Perloff show. We're at the point of the NFL season, Maggie, where the injury report seems like 50% of the storylines in the NFL. I just read bad news David Montgomery out for the Lions against the Ravens. So that great showdown is messed up. Tonight's Trevor Lawrence uh, wearing a knee brace or not playing at all. That's messed up. But there's good news I have for you as an Eagles fan that you are, Maggie. Yeah, sure. Lane Johnson, I talked to my buddy, Dr. Rock Positano, foremost foot and ankle doctor in America. He said that Lane Johnson's lateral ankle sprain heals very quickly, and I should not worry about that. Good. I'm sure America couldn't wait to hear about what the right tackle for the Eagles was going through. Right tackle. First of all, if you're going to have <laughs> non-quarterback MVP candidates, there are three. Tyreek Hill. Yes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. And Lane Johnson. I don't think he fits and, in that category. Oh, he sure does. And when we do our picks tomorrow, you will hear, uh, I am definitely picking against the Eagles because if Lane Johnson is not out there, they are a sub-500 team. Well, and that facts, that's facts. You know, in some years, you probably could have said Devontae Adams could have been a non-quarterback MVP candidate because of how talented he is. And it looks like now, you know, he had some interesting quotes basically saying, I, I didn't come to Vegas to hang out. You know, I'm here because I want to win. We know originally he went there because Derek Carr, his best friend from college, was a quarterback of the team. But, you know, Adams not only wants more targets, he had nine against, uh, let's see, he had five against New England and four against Green Bay. Was dealing with a little bit of an injury, yeah. though. But Aaron Rodgers, by the way, his former teammate in Green Bay, fanned the flames on this. He was on Pat McAfee saying, you just got to keep throwing it to Devontae Adams, keep throwing to Devontae. And I think Devontae heard that and was like, yeah, why aren't they throwing it to me more and more? And but I, don't I think get this now at you, all. you might get a little frustration here from the wide receiver. He was listed yesterday as limited in practice with a shoulder injury. So that's number one. Who's throwing him the passes? Yeah. Well, Brian Hoyer. With no Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that for sure? The, did they name Hoyer the starter? Well, I don't know. Hoyer started the game against New England, but maybe that was because Hoyer's familiar with New England. Who knows? But it ended up working. They ended up beating uh, the Patriots, but everyone beats the Patriots these days, right? Yeah. So uh, I had read a couple weeks ago, right, that Devontae Adams and Aiden O'Connell had this special connection. Like, uh, So I, I don't even know what's happening here. I can't. I thought it was the, the injuries, and then he got that hit last week. That yeah. was last week, right? So... I don't know. You better, maybe you'll get what you wish for. I feel like Devontae Adams is a pretty big target unless he has a good quarterback throwing him the ball. But I just did pick the Raiders to go to the playoffs, so I'm down. Let's we, throw it to Devontae. We are just a couple weeks away from the trade deadline. That's uh, after week eight. We're going into week seven. So if you are going to try to ramp up yeah. a little trade me energy, now would be the time to do yeah. it. I, Jimmy G actually started the game. Yep. Hoyer came in. I think they think that Hoyer is maybe a better mid-game guy. That's I would think the thinking, and they're going to go to Aiden O'Connell, who I love. You don't, you're not a fan of the mustache. Him personally, I have no thought on. Yeah. The mustache is a massive mistake, but I, we've we've talked about that. I feel like this guy's based on pre three uh, preseason quarters is going to be a really good quarterback. I'm so you know I love backup quarterbacks. It's your thing. This is my new guy. I'm hoping that if Jimmy G can't go, I'm hoping that Aiden O'Connell gets in there. It's not hard to throw to Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm I'm going all Raiders right here. 
Andrew Bogish is here with some headlines. Good morning, folks. Good morning again, guys. So after 51 road wins during the regular season, the Astros might have been exactly where they wanted to be last night, facing that 0-2 hole in the ALCS on the road. Swing and a shot to right field, base hit. Dubon comes up big time. Another single drives in another run. It's 5-0. Dubon is coming up big. Robert Ford on Astros Radio. That's the end of the damage done to Max Scherzer. Five runs on five hits over four in his first start in five weeks thanks to that shoulder issue. Houston did let the Rangers back into the game but won 8-5. So now they're down 2-1 in the series. They're also 7-1 this year at Globe Life Field. Jose Altuve does not have an explanation. I don't really have an answer for that right now, but what I can tell you is it's a big win for us. Keep us in the game, and, uh, you know, just tomorrow's another day. Altuve speaking post-game on FS1. He took Scherzer deep in this one. Lefty Andrew Heaney starts Game 4 for Texas, 7 Central tonight. The Diamondbacks host Game 3 of the NLCS at 5 Eastern, which I think is 2 local time. Greg Popovich had a scheduling conflict last night. He had to coach the Spurs in their preseason game against the Rockets, but he wanted to watch former assistant Becky Hammond try to lead the Aces to the WNBA title. I thought about getting booted tonight because it was exactly the same time, but I just thought this has to be my priority. But it was close. So he watched Victor Webinyama score 15 points in 21 minutes in a 117-103 win, then celebrated Vegas' title. Becky Hammond. And the Aces. It's like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. It's Becky and the Aces. Fantastic. Becky and the Aces with their second title in a row after taking Game 4 in Brooklyn 70-69 over the Liberty. The Sparks in 0-1 and 0-2, the last team to go back-to-back. Wait a minute. I think that Popovich, like, there's always a little truth in every joke. Like getting kicked out yeah, because, you had, game. because you had something else to do. Yeah, on the you, table. Make you wonder about Pop's priorities. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did he also have like a wine tasting event that he wanted to go to <laughs> at some point? Just get kicked out of a game against OKC or something? Uh, the Aces had a lot of fun after winning last night, including in Asia Wilson's post-game press conference. It's not easy. As you as you know, it's not easy. Not a lot of... <laughs> get him out! Yeah. yeah! We just came. Yeah! So at some point, the entire team was in the room, and they were applauding her answers as they as they went through. Wilson had 24 points and 16 boards to win Finals MVP. Back to that NBA preseason action from last night. The Warriors won a bizarro thriller with the Kings, 116-115, on a Steph Curry three with five seconds left. Curry scoring 30. Jordan Poole had 41 in the Wizards, 131-106 win at the Knicks. Yeah, why are they trying this hard in a preseason I don't game? understand it. I mean, Nick is the last-ish one, so maybe they're trying to play full minutes once before the regular season. I don't know. This is giving me strong. Do you remember when Rex Ryan was the head coach of the Jets and for some reason really wanted to beat the Giants in preseason in the Snoopy Bowl mm-hmm. and put Mark Sanchez, the yeah. starter at the time, back in the game in the second half for no reason whatsoever, and Sanchez got hurt and, like, missed most of the season, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but Curry out there at the end, pool dropping 40. It Jordan makes Poole, no sense. Killer mustache, by the way. I don't know if you guys seen him in the Wizards. It is a sick duster right Look there. Look at her. She's the mustache I feel expert. like Jordan Poole is growing a mustache because he wants to be unrecognizable to people. That's why. He doesn't <laughs> well, want to get stopped. He wants to, He's going incognito. He's on the right team, then. 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Giants QB Daniel Jones cleared to throw at practice yesterday, but not for contact yet as that neck issue heals. And Kyler Murray was back at Cardinals practice yesterday, roughly 10 months removed from that torn ACL. Arizona now has 21 days to add their QB to the active roster. And on ice last night, Ottawa downed Washington 6-1. That's a three-game win streak. The Red Wings outscored the Penguins 6-3. Guys, back to you. Yeah, Kyler Murray starting a game for Arizona down at any point in this season, I think, is a massive mistake. Like, you've made your bed here. Your last GM messed this up, and I'm sure ownership was involved too, but you can't get rid of them. And you should have never given them that big contract extension, but now you messed up. And now you've got to try to start over again with a rookie quarterback, and you're in position. You're well, right there. Yeah, but you got to get number one. That's not as easy as you think. I mean, listen, the Jets tried desperately, and they screwed it up. <laughs> the Texans tried badly, and they screwed up. It turned out they might have lucked into the better quarterback. Yeah, that's but what you I'm can't saying. Just, if they get number two, I mean, honestly, like Drake May or, or whoever, okay. it, it might be number three. If the, I, I don't know that that's such an upgrade over Kyler Murray. Okay, but... What have we seen from Kyler Murray? He won Rookie of the Year, so I'm not saying he's not anything. I'm not a Kyler Murray guy, but... Okay, right. Nobody is. But, you know, I mean, number two picks are generally, like, that's a slot where you pick a complete failure. Well, it looks like the Cardinals (laughs) may have messed up with the number one pick with Kyler. Oh, they definitely did. Right. Okay, so what are you doing? This is what they call, like, throwing uh, good money after bad. Like, what do you, you keep... You already made the mistake. So why are you continuing to double down if he here's here's the best case scenario for the Cardinals. You do not play Kyler Murray and you make an attractive trade package to a team that also liked him coming out of the draft. You find somebody to take Murray even if you have to take a short some short-term pain. Well, you obviously though you think Kyler Murray is good enough to win games, so you do put some quality on Kyler Murray. Yeah, but not for my team anymore. Because I'm within striking distance of the number one overall pick, and I've got an opportunity to reset this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Josh Dobbs is clearly going to win some games, too. They've just played really good teams. Yeah, their problem is it's too early in the season. You can't, if he's ready in the next two weeks, you can't justify him not playing. And there's actually worse teams than them. So getting that number one spot is really okay, difficult. Okay, but we haven't even gotten to the trade deadline yet. You could trade Buda Baker. You can trade a couple guys who I you guess. Can make but this Baker's team been worse. out since week one, and they've actually and they still looked okay. All get out too. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, this is one of those where in the short term it seems like a good idea, and you're just going to be kicking yourself next year. That's what I think for Arizona. But uh, it would not shock me that they would make the wrong decision. They yeah. should follow my lead. If they didn't have Denver and the Patriots, and the Bears, and maybe the Giants. The road to number one is, even though they only have one win, it's a hard road to get there. And there's like there's just there's no way to justify not playing Kyler. Oh, the homework clause was the that was the justification. Well, I think that also, too, it's easy for us to sit here and look at what's best for the team, but the, the ownership and everyone there, they have to kind of compete, sell tickets. Like, okay, it's, it's the, harder to take. The coach does not want 2-15 and 15 on his record at all. Okay, but does the coach also want to stick around in the NFL? Because he just mm. watched Kyler Murray may have cost Cliff, Kings, cost Cliff Kingsbury his job. Are you, if, are you sure you can win with Kyler and you're going to be out of the job anyway? The best thing for a new coach and new uh general manager, which is exactly what happened in Arizona, is you get to start over with your guy. 
that immediately buys you more years. If we're trying to just play Survivor here. You always got to go with the new and the young guy. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't even jo- – uh, Jonathan Gannon, I'm not sure he has any thoughts on that quarterback. He's like, pew, 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 we're going to score some points. <laughs> he just doesn't seem – like, you think Jonathan Gannon is uh, Mr. Evil Dementor plan here? I feel like he's just happy to be a head coach. <laughs> well, probably, but the general manager has to be – Monty Asif, I think there's pressure on all these guys, like – it's easy to say tank, but it has to be a special situation to tank. I think Bogus is right. It's too early in the season. If you could get him back next week, you could win six games this year. Great. Mediocrity. Yeah. Phenomenal. I, Where every team aspires to be. Well, I'm also, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get rid of Kyler. I just don't think this is the path to doing that because keeping him off the field is just going to look in, you, almost best case for him to play. Yeah. Look crappy. Legs not great. Yeah. You take him off the field, and then you suck for the last eight weeks. I know, but then you can't trade him. The other thing, I'd rather nah. have the mystery of him. The other thing that's, no, yeah, people are going to trade for him if he sits all year and it costs $50 million next year. I don't. Well, you have to attach some things to it. But I think he's still eat up your cap. Hey, let me ask you a question. How yeah. many teams do you have tanking, Maggie? Like five or six. Yeah, that that can't be. Like, you need two teams tanking, like for it to actually. That means five or six, five teams don't have a prayer. Let me. That was that was back of the envelope math. Uh, I think the Bears, although they get a little help because they have that Carolina pick, so they don't like have to tank so much. But I think the Bears are want a new quarterback. I think that the Titans should start tanking. Maybe this is who should start tanking. I don't know who will. Titans, Bears. If I'm the Vikings, for sure, I like that move. I mean, you could probably talk no me to the Commanders. The what about the Patriots? Commanders are and three and three. And the Giants. And the Giants. And don't forget the Broncos for sure. And my point is you have about 11 teams who want Caleb Williams. It's going to be imp- very, very hard to tank here. And I think even worse than than being 6-11 and 11 is trying to tank and end up winning three games and getting the number three pick. Well, you can't be afraid to try. <laughs> you know, you got to be a risk taker. I mean, look, the Jets end up with Zach Wilson in that scenario. I- I've seen it. It's... A failed tank is a terrible thing for a fan base. Right now, they would be fourth if the draft was tomorrow. But Chicago would have the first two picks, and they're not going to take quarterbacks with both of those. So you could probably trade <laughs> they up. They might. <laughs> you know, maybe they should. <laughs> just this is got to oh, be. They a figured it'll hit on one. Yeah, just volume game here. You have the Commanders and the Vikings as tank teams. I feel like the Vikings. The Vikings definitely are. I'm talking about should. Yeah, the Vikings should. I don't think the Commanders would. Will. You know, when, when are we getting Justin Jefferson back? Because I feel like the Vikings in that division could challenge for the playoffs. No, they're not catching the Lions, and they're not going to be a well, wild card I mean, team. Yeah, but what no, are they? they're, they're two and four now, and they got so many easy games on their schedule. They're they just could, not good, though. Yeah, yeah, but they were 13 and four, and they weren't good last year. Do you think they're beating the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football? No, but then they got the Packers, the Falcons, the Saints in Minnesota, the Broncos, and the Bears. I mean, that could. Could be that's easy a four and one stretch for my man Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Not without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like I mean, how are you gonna lose that game? How are you gonna lose all those games if you're tanking? Oh you could play your third string quarterback. How are you gonna lose those to the first Bears? batch of games are fifty fifty games? The last two, the Bears and Broncos you mentioned, those are tough ones to give away. But the ones before that, you could just lose. Mm, it's gonna be tough. I, I think I disagree. It's going to be easy for them. I mean the Bear Tyson Badgen's coming to town. They're tanking too. It's like a tank off. It's a tank off, people. Pick your sides. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay. Thank you, Andrew Bogish, for all of those headlines coming up. Okay. We do have the story. Made us do a double take, spit takes, all that stuff. We couldn't believe it when we saw it. We'll tell you about it next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff. 
Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Just reading this, the latest on Travis Kelsey. Apparently, he had to buy a new, very, very expensive home now in Kansas City. A $6 million mansion because he needs more privacy now that he's dating Taylor Swift. Wow. What's the most expensive home in Kansas City? I don't know. You got Zillow? I bet you it's around 9 or 10. Six million would not get you a huge mansion in New York City. Well, I mean, <laughs> but the rest of the country it would. Six million is a lot for a lot for a house. So six million to keep up with uh, the privacy needs of Taylor Swift. Man, they're really taking this ruse all the way, huh? Ten point nine million. <laughs> the uh, most expensive house in Kansas. Ten point nine million dollars. What about know. is it Mahomes's? Well, Missouri, not Kansas. In Missouri, yeah. Oh no, sorry. I looked up Kansas. My bad. I I put I did Kansas most expensive house in Kansas City, and they gave me one in in Kansas. Although Kansas City also in Kansas. The other one. Um, okay, so this is the story that made us all do a little bit of a double take here, which was there was a study, and we all just couldn't understand what this was about. It was a study that said that lovemaking is more pleasurable if you've just eaten. We're like, huh. That doesn't really seem to square. I mean, Carlos, I think you texted me and said something like, this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, almost immediately. I'm like, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Like, I figured you would yeah. work up the appetite so, and then eat. Right, right. So I did a little <laughs> bit more. Fair. I did a little bit more digging on this story. And, of course, it's like a study that comes from, like, Norway. And I just don't think they eat like we eat, you know? I, I just think they're probably eating small meals. Like, they're not doing what we're doing as Americans. I eat garbage plates. Oh, yeah, which is <laughs> Rochester's famous garbage plates, which now Perloff and I have a bet uh, later on the season when the Bills play the Eagles, who eats the garbage plate with no hands. But, yes, so it was basically people who were starved, like fasted, and then someone touched their leg versus somebody who ate and then they touched their leg. I'm like, I don't know. I'm still with uh, with what our original thought was. Nobody wants to have a huge meal and then all of a sudden bow chicka bow wow. Yeah, imagine eating a bowl of Skyline chili with no <laughs> hands and I'm like, honey, like that's a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Chili uh, especially. Yeah. The, what's the opposite of, a, opposite of an aphrodisiac? I think a, <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah. pizza is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, uh, yeah, you undo your a belt buckle, it's but like, not oh. for not for no, no, not for amorous <laughs> reasons, but to release the pressure on your waist from your pants. So actually, oh. this one doctor in the study did say you should wait at least sixty minutes after a big meal before you. Oh, to avoid cramping. <laughs> it was like that and swimming. <laughs> well, the yeah. swimming thing got debunked. Apparently, that was not true the whole time. Wait, what? Sixty minutes after a meal before you jump in the sheets. Well, I mean, okay, forget, let's not get into any details here. Yeah. But before you, you obviously wouldn't eat a big meal before you exercise, right? Right, right, yes. Like you cramps, can't. Right, right. Yeah, you can't go running after you. This is all bizarre. <laughs> also, you just don't want things sloshing around in your stomach, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Milk products. This is this whole segment's a turnoff. We have to... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the turnoff is being hungry for something. <laughs> Although there's the uh, the George Costanza intermixing food yeah. and love making like, like uncured meats. Yeah, yeah. wasn't he always obsessed with getting food into the act? <laughs> yeah, but it was like a hoagie and not like <laughs> strawberries or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, like then there's not like under the pillow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen. I don't know if he's like you know like those 
sort of romantic movies on cable growing up. Yeah, nine and a half weeks. Oh, yeah, like they're always like dipping strawberries in chocolate and there's like weird foods involved. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out to be the most unerotic scenes you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of crumbs in the bed. It's like, yeah, 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 it's really, yeah, yeah. That's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, like you're dipping something, whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to our shot of the day. Oh, that was a strawberry in nine and a half weeks, right? That was it a was, famous yeah. scene. And the lemons in um, Atlantic City with Susan Sarandon. That's a good scene. Anyway. <laughs> he shoots! That now just took on a little bit of a different thought. Uh, shoots and scores. Uh Day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. So today's the Day, we are talking about uh, Raptors basketball coach, whose name I have forgotten already, uh, went to the, graduated from like the Belgrade Basketball University. So how could we adapt that here in the state? I think if you play football at Ohio State, Michigan, wherever you play, you should be able to major in football. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, because it's kind of supposed to be an academic institution. I mean, <laughs> quote unquote. Perloff. <laughs> Come on. I think athletes learning about sedimentary rocks is actually very comical to me. Yeah. It's like, here's where the river delta comes through. Like, that doesn't do anything for anybody. Yeah, rocks for jocks. Also, like, the other parts that go along, not just, like, major in basketball, but then also get, like, a finance, you know, how to manage your finances. Yeah, yeah, I always hear that. The There's no class hard. that can teach you that. Hide yeah. under the bed. There's no there. class that, that deals, okay, when the 37 people closest to you in life are asking for money, how do you say no? There's no class for that. I disagree. I think there could be a class for that. Oh, my and God. And it could be taught by, like, MC Hammer or something. Someone You're, who famously went broke. Yeah, right. Like, just like those lecturers at the NFL locker room mean a single thing. Just because a former player comes up and says something. Do you think NFL players ever follow that advice? Okay, but aren't there – there are college coaches who teach classes on campus, right? There oh, are some coaches who actually still? teach classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think they like doing it. Uh, what is Nick Saban got the public speaking class? <laughs> no, not, yeah, right. There <laughs> is a, there. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm not making this up. There is a college football coach who does teach a class somewhere. I'm, I'm like 90% sure. So Carlos, please Google, save me. Um, they could incorporate it into their classes. Is Tom Osborne, a professor, somebody like that. Something like that. Right. So instead Some of, like instead Midwestern of, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of teaching, you know, like motivational tactics or whatever they're teaching. Teach a little uh, how to survive in this world. So I see former coaches, Mike Leach, Herm Edwards, Lovey Smith, all had courses in right. addition to uh, teach, uh, coaching. Yeah, right. And I think Mike Leach was while he was coaching. It was, you know, may he rest in peace now, but it was at the same time. I think it was about World War II history or something random, though. Yeah, I don't know about Herm. His number one lesson. You play to win the game. <laughs> it's like right You're there taking on the notes bladder. on that? <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for that one. Perloff really teed you up there. Uh, okay. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Let's get some predictions for tonight's game because yeah. we need a reason to watch this Jaguar-Saints game beyond just uh, <laughs> Okay. I told you I jumped on the Jags plus one in New Orleans because I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to play, but now Adam Schefter is reporting it's a game-time decision, and I might cash out on that bet. Because I like – I is this a total cop-out? I like New Orleans if it's C.J. Beathard. I like Jacksonville rather, rather easy if it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. What about the rushing yards here? You got Alvin Kamara 50-and-a-half. You Under. got Travis Etienne 64-and-a-half. Over. Kamara has been so disappointed. Did you guys see that game where he had nine catches for 22 yards? 
how unexplosive has he been lately? As a former Alvin Kamara fantasy football owner, uh, I'm not a big fan of the way he's playing this year, but Etienne is a young Alvin Kamara. He is so explosive. How about uh, you, Maggie? Which uh, lean on that one? I'm actually in the under for ETN. Yeah. Um, just because no matter if it's Lawrence who's banged up or whether it's CJ Beathard, I mean, the Saints kind of got the game plan, right? Right, but they, maybe. They'd be, they'd be expecting that ETN is going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, so, but countering, he will run the ball a lot, so he's going to have some chances tonight. Yeah, they, I, I think that's probably might be end of That's another guy, the by the way. Yeah. The Jags might want to put in a little bubble wrap. You were saying that maybe they're waiting. I worry about his durability because he's so explosive. Anyway, what's next? Uh, also got some receiving yard props for you as well. For that, I kind of like the Camara over with 31 and a half. Um, but you're, you're right. He has been disappointing. And then Chris Olave, 62 and a half. Yeah. And I, I think uh, they've been talking about getting into Olave more. I, I want to go. I love Chris Olave. So I want to go over just to root that way. Uh, uh, just, by the way, yes. Taysom Hill. Mark it down. Tonight, Touchdown. big play, Taysom Hill, game-changing play in the second half, going to happen, Maggie. Wait, what about a, just an anytime touchdown if you like him that much? I'll be able to do that. What did, you got some odds for me on anytime touchdown for Taysom Hill? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I got to look it up. While Carlos updates our polls here, a couple poll questions that we had for you today. All yeah. right, so we have who's under more pressure to win on Saturday. 61% say Ryan Day and 38 for James Franklin, as well as the other poll. Is Trevor Lawrence elite? 38% says yes, and 61 say no. Uh, I put out a poll, too. Most likable team left in the MLB playoffs. Phillies, Diamondbacks, Astros, or Rangers. 44.1% Phillies. Next closest, Diamondbacks at 26%. There you go. And no, you cannot trust anything that Perloff puts out on his own timeline. Why is that? Because it's all Philly people it's who follow you. It is absolutely not a Philly. Uh, first of all, I think it's more like who likes the Diamondback Astros or Rangers? <laughs> I mean, fans are out there for them. I so I think the Phillies won that. Uh, Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown, plus 260. That's what you can get at Fayetteville. Book it. Thank you to Carlos Ortiz. Thank you to Pete Pilati. Thank you to Andrew Bogus. Thank you to Andrew Kaplan, Widows, coffee drinkers, callers. You guys are the best. And Jean-Jacques Taylor, who joined us. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow with our celebrity NFL picker. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.